Welcome, dear listeners, to the flagship episode of Grimlore, the lore podcast for all your Warhammer fantasy and Age of Sigmar needs. Hello, everyone. My name is Gerald. I'm a huge fan of the Warhammer 40,000 universe and a lifelong fan of the fantasy genre in general, but I do not know that much about Warhammer fantasy. So to help me in this endeavor, I have brought along a friend and a soon-to-be mentor in this journey. Please welcome... Rayway. Hello. Uh, you you are invested in Warhammer Fantasy. <laughs> well, yeah, because I just want to say hi and I like talking, especially with our topic we got today. I don't really know what else to say except hello to everyone because I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, from what I understand, we are going to be diving headfirst into uh, it, on, in the deep end, I believe. So, uh, what are we going over today? Well, I kind of wanted to do a quick, um, just a little quick question back and forth first before we actually dive into the topic to just get a feel of, let people know what we're working with, what I'm working with, what uh, what fine clay I have to mold. So um, I thought I would actually ask you, um, how did you actually get into the Warhammer hobby in general? Oh, that is a very, very roundabout story that requires a uh, a lot longer than we have time for. <laughs> no worries. But needless to say, it just let's just say it's uh, <clears throat> I a friend of mine showed me a uh, if you know the YouTube channel Flash Gets, they okay. feature a lot of Space Marines, specifically the Black Templars. So I thought, what the heck kind of crazy franchise is this because i i kind of knew it existed when i was you know when i you know in my younger years high school and college days but i just wasn't aware of it so but so i finally took the plunge and discovered uh like an every faction explained video by bricky so shout out to that to that fine person for getting me started and then of course i uh came upon the Lorehammer podcast so a big shout out to those fine gentlemen as well and then Two years later, the rest is history. Here I am collecting minis, painting space marines and imperial knights and custodies and so on and so forth. Ah, yes. The debt begins. Oh, yes. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Yes, yes, yes. See, my story is actually interesting because I started with fantasy, actually. Because um, I am a fan of fantasy in general as a genre. And learn about Warhammer Fantasy, which I actually got invested in. But I also have a soft spot for science fiction. And I think it was around when Astartes came out that really invested me into the science fiction side of Warhammer. And um, in a similar instance, I also took the dive into the deep end. Um, So it's actually fun to... I don't want to necessarily say go back to my roots. Because I never really like fully indulged myself in fantasy. It was very much a surface level, you know... I learn. I know enough about the factions to learn, but it was very fun to, you know, go back and research some stuff and learn. Oh, I remember this, or oh, that puts a new spin on something I used to know. So okay, okay, yeah, because yeah, I so was because uh, we because uh, a uh, note for our dear listeners out there, we had actually met on the Lorehammer Discord, and uh, we've been talking back and forth, and uh, we're both big fans of Lord of the Rings, Star Wars etc etc a lot of your you know famous fantasy or sci fantasy series so we both kind of have our we both kind of have our 
toes dipped into those waters. And so with Rayway here knowing a little bit more about the fan, uh, Warhammer fantasy, this will be a very interesting journey to see, you know, what kind of awesome, crazy, epic stuff we can we'll learn along the way. Yes, and I thought we'd start off really strong with one of my personal favorite factions in all of Warhammer and definitely one of the most unique. So, Gerald, you know what faction we're talking about. Yes, yes? I believe we do. I think they're called the Skaven. And they are, yes, yes, if yes. I'm not mistaken, a very popular faction, not just uh, not just with you, but with a lot of people. Yes, they are. Um, they, are they are very fun. Well... They're, they're, they're as fun as like an army of, of an entire race of like Starscream can be from Transformers. <laughs> okay. All right. And so, uh, I, think we, I think it also worth mentioning that I believe they're rats people. They are. Well, yes, they are. So for those who don't know what the Skaven are, a, a general roundabout um, description of them is imagine um, anywhere from four to six feet tall rats. And I wouldn't say they are humanoid rats, similar to like, oh, they're hu- they're like humans with rat features. No, they are full on rats. Like they they crawl on all fours. They occasionally will stand on two legs. Most the, when they're in combat, they'll stand on two legs, and have their their front paws as like melee weapons. But yes, they are they are literally just giant rats. Please excuse me while I call Orkin on steroids for this. <laughs> so. I thought I would tell you a very fun quote first of all about the for that is a general description of the Skaven for you to get an idea of just how depraved and how awful these wonderful rat men are. All right, so we're just diving headfirst into the deep end of Warhammer Fantasy. So good way to get everyone hooked in, especially myself included. So let's get going. Let's hear this quote. This quote is spoken by Thanquil. He is a Skaven. He's he's effectively a Skaven's version of Starscream. He excels at failing upwards. Okay. So I'm intrigued this quote, now. This quote is there's more than one way to skin an infant. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought there'd be more to that, but oh I, I think that sums the Skaven up nicely. <laughs> yes, it, it it really it really does. You kind of just have more. You're like, oh, oh, these are the people we're working with, huh? <laughs> we're really diving headfirst into it into a deep, depressing topic. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Trust me, I swear. <laughs> so, just some general descriptions. The 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 Skaven are known as Skaven. That's the general term. But they're also called Ratman, Beastman, Vermin, the Vermintide. You know, a bunch of other derogatory terms. So I'm just calling them the swarm. They're they're they have a bunch of nicknames that generally associate to like, you know, just rats and filth. <laughs> That's the best way to describe them. As you do. But they're yes. Well, as as you should, they are horribly disgusting. To the oh. point that um their most how would I say this? Their best qualities is they're basically solely driven by self-preservation. <laughs> like okay. Every, every single every single Skaven is driven instinctively to preserve their own life, and they'll do whatever it takes to you know accomplish this task. That means that every single Skaven, on a almost like biological level, is cowardly, sneaky, just treacherous, greedy, but they're also like inherently smart. 
like they'll kind of like they have a, a general sense of almost like a MacGyver sense of getting out of trouble. Like, oh no, I have to think of something. Uh, I think of anything, and they'll just you know self preservation above all else. This kind of reminded me of uh, makes me think a little bit of the grunts from Halo. Like, yeah, the, like the would... voice that you were just doing was just making me think like this sounds a lot like grunt, Halo grunts. <laughs> yeah, they. I would say that they have a similar. They they have a similar sense and the same concept of yeah they're very pathetic because grunts are sad but they're they're mostly humorously pathetic. <laughs> oh oh enemy run run. That that's yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned something you mentioned the uh the, one of their nicknames the Vermintide. I um <clears throat> used to play video games quite a bit back in my day before I got a day job and. Not much else of a life, but uh, I did. I did hear of one one called Vermintide. Is that related to the Skaven at all, or Warhammer? Yes, yes. It's a Warhammer fantasy game where you basically play as the Empire of Man, and you're dealing with um um. I believe it's the second Skaven invasion. It's the second Skaven invasion of the Empire, and it's set during the like the present era of Warhammer fantasy. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Empire of Man. Imperium event. GW, you hacked yourself here. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they they do also have a uh, a god king, which sounds pretty similar to a god emperor. I'm just saying. Oh my. I mean, I, I know it's I know it's okay when you plagiarize yourself, but that's a little uh, too on the nose. You think? <laughs> I believe the proper term is a circle jerk. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes. GW seems to. Oh crap! <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, so, would you care to learn about how the Skaven, the wonderful rat people, came into our world? Oh, I love a good origin story. Please tell me. Oh yeah, I also love a good origin story, especially when it involves murder and death, which sounds like a uh, the setup to a good Game of Thrones novel. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Except with more boobs. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I want to see any Skaven boobs though. Oh, don't ask how they're don't ask how they're born. Uh, pl- please, please do not answer that question. <laughs> when a mommy scaven and a daddy scaven love each other very much. Oh no, there's no love involved. There's no love involved. Oh dear, oh dear. Okay, let's stop right here before we get censored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the origin story is bad enough as it is. Um, so the scaven. Um, there's a bunch of actually, there's a bunch of different um, conflicting origin stories to them, which yeah, is actually so one of like the, the God Emperor. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of fun, but there there is one that's almost like basically confirmed. The other ones are more like in universe theories. Like you might have like you know, oh, this guy over here thinks it's this, this guy over here thinks it's this, but like on a meta level, we can kind of assume which one is actually the real one. So if you okay. know, I'll, I'll just stick with the meta level one and not worry about the like in universe theories. So kind of like the big one that's more or less confirmed. Yeah. All right. Hey, if we have time, I'm I'm always down for hearing for for hearing more. But I'm sure with a topic as popular as the Skaven, we got a lot to go through. So, I mean, one of them is literally were made by Poseidon. Well, that's an easy explanation, but I don't see how the how the rats and stuff fit with the god of the sea. But anyways. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's that that's that's the best it goes at. That's the best it goes at is sailors landed on an island and they got they started like going barbaric and then Poseidon cursed them to become rat people. 
That just sounds like something that was ripped straight from Greek mythology, <laughs> if you ask me. I mean, something you'll find about Warhammer is it's, it's Warhammer Fantasy. It's very derivative of the real world. Ah, ah kind of like how 40K is derivative of, let me see here, Dune, Star Wars, a, a lot more Star Wars, more Dune. <laughs> Some Lord of the Rings somehow. A <laughs> little bit of Lord of the Rings, which I imagine with, I think, uh, I'm... I would honestly be surprised if there weren't plenty of Lord of the Rings references in Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, there's, there's definitely a few. <laughs> okay. Hey, as long as I got my dwarves, man. Come on. Oh, dwarves. good, good, good. Because um, the dwarves are involved in the origin of Skaven. Fantastic. All right. So the most popular theory of where the Skaven come from, especially in, in the one that's basically confirmed on a meta level, the out of universe one, is the Doom of Khazar. Now, Doom of Khazar isn't recorded anywhere except in a poem or in a sh- or a short. It's basically a poem that's that exists in universe. Now, rather than reading verbatim the poem because it's actually pretty long, I might just go over just ha- what happens in the poem. And it's right. not even written as a poem; it's more written as a, as a short story, if anything. Okay. But to sum it down, this is set. How many years is that? Like eight? It's okay. Several thousand years before the current era, the, like the current moment in time, the present day, okay. um, the old world, which is what Warhammer Fantasy's planet is called, the old world, was, how do I put it? Um, the planet was basically roaming with apex predators and like a bunch of both prehistoric and mythical monsters that are completely unrelated in any way, shape, or form to like chaos or anything. Like they just existed on the world. Like, dragons just roam like gi- like giant titanic mountain-sized dragons and giants just roam the world just inherently <laughs> i like this already yes so the world was pretty just insanely dangerous and hostile to all life it was basically a planet full of apex predators naturally however in one part of the world in one extremely fertile almost beautifully almost like parrot like almost like a paradise location um, the city of Khazar was built. And the city of Khazar was made, was built stone by stone, brick by brick, um, with human and dwarves. So the first human and dwarves that settled these lands, cooperated, worked together, they made a peace alliance. And the terms of the, of the agreement were the men, humans, would live on the surface and they would reap the, they would reap the soil, they would, har- they would fish the, the rivers, they would you know, they controlled the surface, effectively. The dwarves would mine under the surface and into the nearby mountains. The concept was humans live on top, dwarves live on the bottom, but they coexist, they cooperate. It's one city that's um, an upper and lower levels. Okay. And this city was, again, extremely verdant. Not only that, but it was extremely prosperous. Like, the, the mines, the soil was extremely rich in minerals and ores. Like, it was almost like... I don't want to say it was unnaturally wealthy, but it was the point of like, oh, wow, there is there must be more. This isn't just naturally occurring wealth like there's there's mineral wealth and then there's verdant grassland fertile wealth. This land is almost ideal for us, like idyllic. Would you say magic? I wouldn't say magic, but it's definitely it's this is more my head canon, but it's very. It's almost like purpose built. It's almost like this region was purpose built for like humans and dwarves to coexist. Well, then that just kind of begs the question: if it was purpose built, then who did who done it? 
oh, I will get to that in a future episode. Oh, you can't you can't leave me hanging like that. Oh, but I will because it's so much more fun. It's such a tease. I know I'm great. <laughs> now, now again, this place is beautiful, verdant, perfect. It's again, it seems almost purpose built for for humans and dwarves to coexist here. So naturally, the dwarves and humans they they again these are from different cultures. This place is a ma- this place eventually grows again brick by brick into a massive like trading metropolis. It's a, it's like a massive city. And it becomes like a center of, again, trade, prosper, culture. So different like religions and different gods are being worshipped here. All different gods and religion and ethnic, and ethnic groups are like gathering here. Again, humans and dwarves specifically. Now the dwarves and humans that are ruling this city decide that it's only fair that they give thanks for this beautiful like plot of land they're given. Because naturally... The only way that this region could be purpose-built for them is if the gods did it, because in one of my fantasy, gods are real. Alrighty. So that's kind of the that's kind of the the thing with fantasy is like you know all the major gods for all the major religions. Yeah, they kind of they kind of have to exist for it to be a fantasy, you know. Yeah, I mean it's honestly pretty interesting because like all the religions are effectively like real, which is really fun. I think it's really fun. So, as a result, like the dwarves and humans, they cooperate and they're like, okay, we should give thanks to the gods, but how do we do it? The natural, resu- the natural um, assumption is to build a temple to all the gods, which sounds okay. fantastic. All the right. thing is, though, is that they want to make this, this uh, church, this temple, as immaculate, as perfect, as massive as it possibly can. So naturally, that means that the only way to give thanks to the gods with this temple is to build a temple so fucking high that it reaches the fucking clouds. <laughs> I'm because getting Tower you know. of Babylon vibes here, and I don't think this is going to end well. Um, no, 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 because remember, this is the Skaven origin story. <laughs> oh, dear. This is really not going to end well. Continue. <laughs> so... As so, this takes literally centuries to to accomplish, like literally centuries for them to build this this massive tower higher and higher and higher. Okay, but the problem that tracks. But the problem is though, is that it gets to a point where just before they're about to reach like the satisfied amount, like where they're like, okay, this is satisfactory. They can't they can't build anymore, both because it's so high that the builders can breathe properly up there transporting like the stones up there takes too long. Like it just, (laughs) it takes too much effort to build any higher and they realize, Oh fuck, we can't do it. Like we won't be able to finish this thing that our ancestors upon our ancestors have done, which for the dwarves is a big thing because you know, ancestor worship and everything. And for the humans, it's just, Oh, well we can't build our, we can't build our temple to our God. So it's shitty regardless of both sides. Huh, However, someone forgot to turn their uh, game to creative mode and fly. That's I know, right? Reference. If only we had unlimited resources. Amen. Now, here's the thing, though. So, someone walks into the town on the eve of the day when they were scheduled to complete the tower. The thing is, they can't complete the tower. A stranger walks into town, though. Because, again, it's still a trading hub. People can come, people can visit, people are coming in and out of the city. This stranger comes into the town 
No one can see his face. He's dressed head to toe in thick robes. He is completely obscured, except for, again, except for his hands, which you can see. The hands are important. Just, again, he's very, like, hidden. Okay. He goes to the Council of the Dwarves and Humans, because there's a, a ruling council ruling this city. And he tells them, he tells them very bluntly, I can finish the tower for you. I have a special, I, I can finish it. I have the means and the ability to finish a tower for you. I can finish, I can finish it for you, the, like, tomorrow. I can finish it for you by tomorrow. And the dwarves and humans are instantly like, oh, of course, of course. But the dwarves are skeptical. They ask why, why, like, what do you want? Because, you know, no one does anything for free, effectively. Especially if it's one dude who says, oh, I complete, I can complete it by, you know, the, the end of tonight. <laughs> yeah. So naturally, the stranger's like, oh, of course, of course, of course. Do not, do not worry. I, I, of course, want payment. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to trick you. I'm not going to deceit you. I, I do want payment. I do expect payment. But my payment is simple. I noticed that when you were going to build your tower to all the gods, you forgot my god. So hmm. in return for building your tower for you, all I ask is that you let me add a test, add um, a shrine to my god up there. So simple deal. He, he finishes your tower for you. All Everyone's gods are put up there, including his. Now, Seems like a pretty fair payment. The humans naturally jump at the idea. The dwarves are a little hes- hesitant, but the tower needs to get done. They're not going to fucking. They're not going to continue to just wait around waiting for someone to get around to facing it. The, the the answer is right here, and they have to mm. anyone finish it by tomorrow. So mm. I smell sus. Yeah, yeah. So naturally, the humans and dwarves agree. Very well. You may build. You can finish the tower for us. Thank you. And he does. Everyone wakes up the next morning. The tower is done. Every single statue is also placed. He didn't skip anyone's. He did add his own, though. He did add he did add monument to his own god. So every single god, every single pantheon, every single religion, every single culture was represented. But there was one monument that stood out because it didn't fit with it didn't fit with any of the others. And what I mean by that is like you can kind of imagine that different cultures have like overlapping gods, overlapping symbols, which is natural. Yeah. This is the only one that didn't. It was a bell. It was a massive brass bell that was almost like frozen, like mid-swing. Now, humans and dwarves instantly start partying and celebrating. It's like, wow, yeah, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is fantastic. And while the revelry is going on, while the celebration is going on, while people are going into this massive temple that, again, is fucking sky high into the air naturally have to climb the tower to see all the monuments there everyone's celebrating blah 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 something starts happening as night falls on the city as the following evening comes the bell starts swinging and the bell tolls one time two times three times and it continues tolling back and forth back and forth I'm getting that uh, Metallica song for whom the bell tolls going in my head right now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm glad it's a good song. That's a good song. And as it's every single time it tolls, there's almost like a minor tremor in the ground. Like the ground is shaking a little bit. You know, dwarves and humans are kind of feeling, but it's like, you know, minor tremors. But every single time it tolls, it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's just kind of getting just increasingly building and building and building until a 13th bell tolls. And at that moment, it's a bigger shake. It's a bigger quake. It's almost like an earthquake. 13. And then, <laughs> 13, bad number. 
Bad, uh, bad even, e- even Warhammer can't escape from that number. I mean, the Ultramines escaped from it. They're 13. But Cadia didn't. Cadia. <laughs> oh, no. They're coming for me with pitchforks and pitchforks and torches. Torches. <laughs> oh, no. The 13 <sighs> bell tolls. Unlucky yeah. number. I can already tell. I, I can already tell we're not going to have a happy ending here. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's never a happy ending. It's Warhammer. Of course it won't. So this is where things get fun, though. Because Ooh. as the bell tolls and the ground shakes, the sky starts to darken and it starts to rain. But doesn't but doesn't just rain. What does it do? Things all, things start falling from the sky. Things start falling from the sky and crashing into the city. It's raining, Small. man. Hallelujah! It's <laughs> raining, man. People are jumping off the people are jumping off the fucking towers. No, um, <laughs> so basically, have you ever seen the the animated film Prince of Egypt? Oh yes, it's a classic, dude. <laughs> okay, so you know the scene where uh, the, the the classic best scene in the movie, "Let My People Go." When oh, yeah. fireballs start raining from the sky. Ah, yes. The plagues, the plagues. Yeah. So these um green fireballs start raining from the sky. Some are small, like small little rocks. Others are big, like some are small building size. And as they mm. fall, they begin crashing into buildings, tearing things down, killing people, obviously. Yikes. But more frightening is that these things are obviously meteors. But they aren't mm. just regular stones. They're warp stone meteors that rain from the sky. Which is not okay. No, that's not. <laughs> that really isn't. So, I'm going to ask you this quick question. Do you know what warp stone is? Um, this, I imagine it has something related to the... It's related to the warp, which is a big thing in 40, 40k... And that's a major source of uh, your magic or psychic powers. So I'm imagining it's related to that. Am exactly. Because the, warp, the warp is the same. The warp is the same across both settings. Like literally the same right down to the gods that live in it. Okay. So yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did notice that. I think like the like chaos like transposes easily over to fantasy. Like all the four chaos gods are there just like they are in 40k pretty much. Yep. So basically, warpstone is basically uranium, but for chaos instead of radiation. Well, that's one way to put it. So when it crashes, it obviously is poisonous. It can rot things. It can like kill people if they're exposed to it, or it can mutate them. Ah, so, Papa Nurgle would be proud. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. So as this rain is going on, the rain is like the rain is basically like oily black. It is like dark black. And people are kind of like, what the hell's going on? Why is it raining flames and shit? Now, naturally, the dwarves, they live underground inside the mountains. They're fine. Like they're like, you know what? Homies, humans, peace out. We're gonna close these doors. We're gonna wait out the storm. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> no diggity, we out. <laughs> And I am not even joking. That's basically what happened. There's like, you know what? I'm going to close these doors. You guys will be fine. Don't worry about it. He made a little <laughs> peeved. A little peeved. But <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little. But they're not. it's not something. It's not going to split heads because like it's. Yeah, it's raining meteors. People are dying. But like it's It's not like anyone's. It's not like. It's not like the dwarves are like killing them. It's not like they're bar, They're just like, hey, listen. It's raining. 
It's raining still. It's raining fireballs, but the city is overall fine. We're just going to seal up until morning. It's fine. The it's thing like, is, it doesn't stop raining. It's like, it makes me think of that scene from uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It's like Harry broke his arm. And so uh, Professor Lockhart puts a spell on him and the bones are completely gone. So Lockhart's just like, oh, it's okay. The bones aren't broken. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a similar concept. <laughs> Very similar Wait concept. Hold on, which one, which one came first? Warhammer Fantasy or, or Harry Potter? Warhammer, uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, you hack! Anyways. <laughs> but, so here's the thing, though. It doesn't stop raining. It continues to rain. And what this rain does is you start is that the humans start to notice that their crops are dying like it isn't like the it isn't like floods where they're flooding and drowning it is like the rain is like wilting and causing the plants to die that's not the good kind of rain <laughs> yeah on top of you know uranium flying from the sky and crashing into your into your town but you know yeah yeah there's a little bit of that too i thought i hope someone built an ark or something yeah so um, the humans are kind of like, hey, dwarves, listen, can we come in? And dwarves are like, oi, fuck off. This is our, this is our fortress. Fuck off. <laughs> they're a bit nicer, as, as you, but... As they but, do. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a bit nicer, but they're kind of like, hey, fuck off. This is, our, this is our place. Get out of here. Look, it's fine. Don't bother us, okay? We're, we're good. We're fine. But the humans aren't fine. <laughs> because no, as this rain... As this rain continues to go on and on and on, people naturally start starving to death and mm. get sick from the rain too. Like you're getting, you're like you're getting the fever because it's raining. This rain is cold. This rain is cold. Yeah. It's a medieval period. You're not gonna fucking survive. And people just kind of die. On top of that, the radiation from radiation, it's corruption from the warp stone, plus the poisonous rain is giving people like blisters and sores and. It's like the rain is just ass. The rain is just awful. It's oh. death rain, basically. Ugh, like, I hate cold dying, rain, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like if you like, if you're not dying from the fever, you're dying from basically poison rain. And if you're not even poison rain, you're dying from starvation. It's just not a good time. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no one's having a good time. It seems like, well, at least not the humans. Yeah. yeah. So humans are dying as they do. But the thing is, though, is that. No one's removing the bodies, but the bodies are disappearing. Like, no morticians are picking up the bodies and moving them. Like, if you just die, your body just lays there. Uh But within a couple hours, the bodies are gone. Um, Sus. Yes. Then people start to notice that this is more kids, more like young children. You know, the the smaller people that people normally don't trust. You know, the Mm -hmm. more untrustworthy people. They start citing things. You know, packs of rodents, like like packs of like small mice, rats that scurry across the floors more often than usual. Some are some claim that they like will envelop a body and drag it into like into a dark, shadowy place. Yeah. Others will say that they found just skeletons and no flesh on the bodies. But the thing is that as these rumors continue, the sightings continue, and the people who see them become more and more credible. But uh-huh. the rats also start getting bigger. And bigger, uh-huh. so like maybe the first yeah. So the first night they're just regular rat size. The second night they're like twice as big, the small dog size. Well, and shoot, regular, regular rat size is like nope, 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 nope. Yep, 
Yeah. They start getting bigger and bigger. And they start getting more vicious, too. Like, they aren't just picking off the scrap, like, dead bodies. They're picking off, like, the weak and the sick. Like, if you're dead, like, if you are dying, they'll just kill, they'll, they'll eat you or drag you off while you're still barely alive. Oh, no. It. Yeah. So it isn't, so it isn't just, oh, we'll eat the dead body. No, it's this person is dying. Let's just kill him anyway. Let's just end his suffering get, and kill him and eat him. They yeah. get brazen. This is, yeah, this is giving not- me, this is giving me vibes similar to a uh, game called Plague Tale or a Plague Tale. And oh, I've heard it's, of it. It's essentially set in medieval France around the time of the Black Plague. And if we all know what, if you history buffs know what the Black Plague is, a lot of rats were involved. And boy, does that game make you terrified of rats? That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not great. It's it's not a good time. Where are the cats in here? Where are the cats in all this? Uh, don't they? Don't humans raise cats to try and take care of the mice? Yes, but now the problem they... is though. The problem is though is that let's say you have one cat per household, and the mice are about the size of a small cat, small to large cat, and there's like a hundred mm. of them. <laughs> yep, yeah, cats aren't going to be doing too good, doing too good at their job. <laughs> Yeah, and that's also assuming that the cats can even get fed, given the fact that it's raining constantly and people are getting sick and dying from just the rain alone. Well, it sounds I like these men- rats are eating just fine. It sounds like they get chalk. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Rats like food. It's scaven good. It's food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Now, if you were a human in this town, what would be your first instinct? Uh, GTFO. <laughs> oh, you see, that would be a good idea, except because of the rain and there's no food, trade has stopped, meaning no, there's no resources coming into the town. And if you want to leave the town, well, you have to take food with you. The problem is there's no food. And because trade has stopped, any way to get to... If you try to leave, basically, you have a higher chance of starving or... You know, getting picked to death by the rats, because um, again, if you if if you try to leave and you're weak or sick, uh, well, rats gotta eat. So basically, darn if you do, darn if you don't. If you're trying to leave, you're screwed because you don't have food, and and the skaven will pick you off. If you don't leave, well, uh, then you definitely don't have food or trade, so the skaven are going to pick you off. So. Okay, well, that was a bad answer to try and leave. So, what is the correct answer? Um, well, there is no correct answer because the humans well, decided. The humans decided. You know what? We're gonna go see the dwarves. Maybe, maybe they'll let us in this time because we need to. We need somewhere to escape from the rats and the rain and the fucking. You know what? They have stocks of, that we'll eat fucking rocks if we have to. We just want to get out of this fucking hellhole town now. So it's like that worked so well the first time when they went over to the dwarves. Well, they 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 were friends, so you know they they bang they bang on the door again. They're like, "Hey, listen, dwarves, your beard looks fabulous today. Can you uh, let us in?" And the dwarves again said, "Fuck off!" Except this time they were nice enough to say, "We got no food." Well, <laughs> that doesn't do anybody any favors. Yeah, because um, the humans were collecting the food for both themselves and the dwarves. So if the humans don't have food, there's a good chance the dwarves might have food a little while earlier. Mm. 
just a bad time all around, it seems. Yes, but here's the thing, though. The dwarves, again, they're stocky people, so naturally they should have stockpiles of extra saved food, right? One would think. Now, that, that that's what the humans mentioned. The dwarves were keen enough to say, yeah, rats ate it all. Well, shit. <laughs> and then they said, fuck off, humans, and they closed the doors on them again. <laughs> Damn it, dwarves. I like you. You're well, making me like not like you. <laughs> I like the dwarves too. I like I don't blame them. Like, like I I I don't blame them. <laughs> true, true. But now it's gonna I imagine it's gonna turn into like a, a game of pointing fingers of like, okay, you're the one that agreed to let this stranger build our damn temple. It's your fault. No, it's your <laughs> fault because you agreed to it too. You didn't stop me. You didn't stop me stopping you. Oh, trust me, there won't be any pointing fingers later on. Because <laughs> they're because they'll all be eaten. <laughs> so this continues until eventually um the rats are like the size of small children. <laughs> oh yikes. So it's at this point that the humans realize, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> get the pitchforks, get the torches. We're gonna get into that dwarven hole and we're going to fucking stay in there. If we have to kill all the dwarves, fucking fine. We are getting the hell out of this town. And into the into the fortress, basically. So that's so, what happened to the squats. <laughs> so the humans are basically, you know, the, the full-on mob. They're, you know, raising their arm. Pitchforks are like, yeah, we're going to break into this thing. Rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah, rabble, 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 rabble. So they knock on the door. You know, they want the dwarves to open. Like, hey, we're coming in. We don't want to hurt you. We want to fucking come in. Just let us in. Like, we do, don't do, care. Do, housekeeping. Do, 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 housekeeping. <laughs> So they try to open it, they knock on the door. There's no answer. Okay, they're like, well, what the hell? Are you not answering us? They knock on the door again. Still no answer. I'm like, okay, you know what? Fucking bust the door down. Because, you know, thinking, okay, you know what? There's barricades on the other side. They're probably trying to keep us out. The door breaks in. They, they break the door down, but it doesn't require as much force as it would have been if it was fortified. Uh-oh. And that's when they realize the second they go in, it's basically the minds of Moria. <laughs> no! <laughs> No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> and also the rats that are in there are also bigger, like they're the size of like small, small adult hum- like smaller adult humans, and they've decided to use dwarven weapons. Well <clears throat> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, so imagine so again, imagine the scenario you're like, you know what? I'm I'm a reg- I'm I'm your average Joe civilian. I'm your I'm your Joe civilian. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm righteous. I'm gonna break down this door. I'm gonna get in there. You know me, my family, my human friends. We're gonna get in there. We're gonna live in this fortress. Where we're gonna be safe from all these fucking rats. You break the door down. All your dwarven friends are dead. And look, and at the far end of the at the in the darkness, you see a bunch of beating red eyes. <laughs> I can only imagine when I can only imagine that like one of the big ones just comes out and says, Bitch, you thought. <laughs> Bitch, you thought that. Because Skaven like to repeat words. Oh, more human food. Food, food. <laughs> Literally, that's Skaven. Good job. Good Skaven impression. Woohoo. I pat myself on the back here. Okay. And I'll keep the voices again, going all Skaven, night if I have to. And again, the Skaven are carrying like. You know, dwarven weapons, they got swords, they got axes, and they're just like, you know what, let's fucking kill them. And the humans are like, oh, we're dead. 
<laughs> oh, I seem to have uh, left my car keys. Uh, let me go and bye. <laughs> and that's how the doom of Kazar happens. <laughs> now, I imagine like this, the the human party here is just like dwindling and dwindling and dwindling, and it's just like by the time they actually broke into the dwarven fortress the last time, there was like maybe what like. I don't know, just like a ridiculous, like a laughably low number left. And then you just see in all these scaven and you're just like, well, <laughs> just go ahead and take me now. <laughs> you know what? I am not letting you guys take me. <laughs> Imagine one guy's just like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> you know what? At this point, I'm just impressed. And then and they have like the and like and like one of them be like a hunter, like a like a like a rat hunter or whatever, and then just and then just just smile and be like, never go. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. But yes, that's how the that's how the city of Kazar died. Well, that is depressing as all get out, but on par for Warhammer. So good on good on that. And damn, that was epic. Yes, but here's the thing though. Remember how I said that um, this was passed on by a poem? Yeah. Yeah. So that poem comes from a supposed survivor of Khazar. It's apparently, you know, rumor, hearsay that someone survived. That basically what happened in Khazar made its way out to the open world. It was like he heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy and so on and so forth. Yeah, basically. But here's the here's the funny thing. Okay. Um, because you know, again, it's it's a rumor, it's a legend, it passes on. People, you know, they write they, there's there's writings of the Doom of Casual. Like it's an actual like story that gets passed on. Like some people will speak it orally, some will like write it down and pass it on in written form. Mm-hmm. But um over the years, um anyone who's ever spoken of the Doom of Kazar has mysteriously died or disappeared. So, is there like a fantasy equivalent to the Inquisition? Because that sounds a lot like Inquisition shenanigans to me. Um, or, am I get, or are we getting ahead of ourselves here? Well, there, there is a Inquisition. There is literally the Inquisition in Warhammer, in Warhammer Fantasy. But this isn't the Inquisition doing it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. See, um, if, if you know oh. about the rats... And rats focus on self-preservation. They might see you knowing about them as a threat. So they're basically doing the Inquisition's job for themselves. Yeah. So these scraps of paper might randomly burn. You might be a renowned, like, archaeologist who studied the Doom of Kazan. You learn about the Skaven. And you just might fall out of a window one day. (laughs) Accidentally on purpose, maybe? Accidentally, yeah, you accidentally shoved the spear right through your throat. I, d- I don't know what happened. I was reading about some really, uh, reading a story about some really big rats. Next thing I know, uh, a tuning fork comes in and gouges my eyes out. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> it's so weird that this naturally happens, yeah. And why do I suddenly hear chirping along my walls? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that, trust me. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, to everyone listening, and to you, um, good luck. The uh, rats are coming after you now. Well, I got two cats and a rabbit in my house right now, so maybe I'll be okay. Maybe? <laughs> maybe? 
As long as you go warp stone, I think you're fine. <laughs> Trade your life for warp stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More like warp stoned, am I right? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I will get to that. <laughs> oh my. So that's the origin of the Skaven. Thoughts on them so far? Metal. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a fun race. They're fun. They're fun to be born. But um, like, as, for- as disgusting as disgusting as I find rats, that's actually that actually is a pretty cool, pretty cool origin story there. Yeah. Now the thing is, we don't know who the stranger is, so it's like never mentioned, it's never or confirmed, dis- never. Wow. There are theories, but even then, the theories the theories are like meta, like they're theories from our end. There's no. There's no human who's like, oh, there's like, there's no human in universe who's like, oh, maybe it was this person. Mm-hmm. Like our best, our best guess is it was the god of the Skaven themselves, who was called the Horned Rat, who manifested himself to create the Skaven. But even that isn't that's that's like a that's basically like that a really kinda, like I don't know that sounds kind of like going in circles there because like yeah you said you said he was like well, let me put let me put in a shrine to my god well if you are the himself. god that is your god so ha- so you're you're worshiping yourself which i mean that sounds like something that skaven would do anyways because they only care about themselves yeah so it, it's a weird it's a, again it's a weird kind of roundabout thing so like i kind of like the theory that it might be the horned rat because at least it gives something but I also mm-hmm. really like the idea that like it just never explained this like random guy come, like it's a guy it's a human who does it. Like, they again, do, they specify don't... it's a human or, or well, are we just we're a, guessing? It's, it's, it's assumed to be a human okay, because they don't okay. like they, they don't like saying anything. They don't specifically say it's a dwarf. They don't specifically say that it's an unnatural. They just they just again from the perspective of a human, which is who writ, who wrote the poem of the Doom of Khazar. They don't mention okay. anything out of the ordinary. They don't mention it's specifically a dwarf, which leads mm-hmm. me to assume that it should by default be a human. I could easily be wrong. Okay. I could easily be wrong. But because okay. they don't mention any, like, you know, anything different. Okay. Well, honestly, I think it's probably in GW's best interest to keep that a mystery. You know, yeah, kind of like, uh, like uh, who, the, who the F is the God Emperor of Mankind from 40K, you know? We don't need to know about him. We don't need to know about history. Please don't tell me he's Alexander the Great. Fuck. Uh, or is the uh, what were the other what were the other figures? Uh, Alexander the Great, Adolf Hitler, Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, yes. I've heard the, I've heard those theories. Thank you to Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, but there's no way the Emperor is Gandhi. <laughs> <clears throat> Not unless he's the uh, uh, the Civ uh, version of Gandhi. <laughs> Anyways, so- back to Skaven. Yes. So, um, since then, the city of of uh, Khazar has since been renamed Skaven Blight, and is the capital of their empire. Okay, now, then. Yes. Now, the thing is, though, remember I said the Skaven kind of like the rainstorm kind of killed all the crops and shit. Yeah. Um, Skaven need to eat. So. Well, let's see here. They can def- easily eat humans and dwarves. So I imagine cannibalism is not out of the uh, out of the uh, question for them. 
Oh, it, it's it's preferred. It's it's um it's it's like common practice for um Skaven to kill themselves to eat each other within the oh. womb. Oh, just, just in, in the womb. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> like most Skaven, that like the Skaven that are born, like Skaven already breed at a ridiculous speeds. But what's scary is that the Skaven that are born are the ones that ate the other half. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep, we are definitely in Warhammer territory here. <laughs> and the reason why they prefer could like take burnt cannibalism inside the womb is because self-preservation, which means if I'm hungry, I'm gonna kill you before you risk killing me. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> it's literally ingrained into them to, to, to for self-preservation. <laughs> Golly Moses. <laughs> Skaven are awful, awful people. <laughs> are they even people at that? They're not even people at that point. They're just rats. They're just giant rats that are smart and evil. <laughs> They're just dickheads. So evil. So the Skaven. Wow. You know, they take prank they, they take prank cannibalism. And you know, they're you know, they're basically it's, a, it's basically a full-on like anarchist state at this point. They're like, fuck, there's no food. Um, you look like food. You look like food, food. And the thing is, though, the Skaven start killing each other naturally for food, but also for the warp storm meteors that are littered all over the all over the town, because Skaven value that more than their own lives. Like a Skaven's, like a Skaven will. That's the like warp stone. Getting more warp stone is the only thing that could probably maybe convince a Skaven to put more value into their own life. Hmm. Yeah. So not only are they cowards, but they are also greedy. Yes, they're extremely greedy cowards. <laughs> and the reason why they focus on Warpstone is because Warpstone, to, again, to go over it, is basically like it's a magic fucking space rock of evil, not okay magic shit. <laughs> and the thing is that okay. if any other, if anyone touches like Warpstone, if it touch, if it's around anything, even. It'll begin to mutate and kill and corrupt anything it touches, as the warp does. Okay, yeah, as so, the warp and, does. Yes, and the thing is that it's very ma- It's basically like extremely concentrated, like pure magic, basically turned into like a stone form. Now, some okay. sorcerers can, with practice, take like small fragments of warp stone and use it to like amp themselves up to give themselves more power to their magic. But okay. it has to be a small amount because, again, too much magic will kill them. The Skaven. Well, wait a minute. Wait a by minute. The hand fill. <laughs> so the so I was right about what the cocaine reference. Oh yeah, warp stoned baby. Yep. <sighs> the Skaven will literally eat this shit by the hand fill. Just like literally eating it. They will snort it. There are some that even have like backpacks that is filled with liquefied warp stone that have like IVs <laughs> that inject straight into their arms. I imagine there's got to be like a key, like uh, like a Skaven Keith Richards out there is just like, oh yeah, Warpstone. All right, <laughs> like whatever it takes to get it, to like literally ingest it, they will do it to get it. And I mean that, but every I mean that totally literally. And the reason why is not only does not only does Warpstone like, like it basically get, puts them in a drug high, like it, it exhilarates, it makes them excited, it makes them more, it makes them like more excited, more like. You know, it 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 gets them really fucking high. So but just like cocaine, it's, ba- it's like cocaine, but combined with like a shitload of meth. 
Because the issue is that it also makes them hyper-aggressive. And like meth can do, in some instances, it also makes a Skaven really fucking tough. Like, so it's almost... like, uh, so it's like Skaven Keith Richards and Skaven Heisenberg all put into one, and they are breaking a lot of bad together. Yeah. Like, you know how Death Guard and 40k are just like extremely resilient because of Nurgle's gifts? Yep, and Morty just refuses to die, basically. Yeah, that's basically the Skaven when they're on Warpstone. <laughs> oh, glorious. Yes, like, I just lost half my face. It's okay, I can still keep fighting. <laughs> more food, more food. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but here's another thing, is that Warpstone has a number of other benefits. Like, it can fucking give them magic powers. Hmm. The only thing worse than a, than a hungry rat the size of a human is a hungry rat the size of a human that also does magic. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, another thing. Um, Skaven have a natural lifespan of like 20 to 30 years, right? Okay. Um, only. Well, most, most will never live that long because um, Skaven have a higher chance of dying by murder than, natural, than old age. So this <laughs> is like a so this is like Dark Eldar or Drukari meets Death Guard meets I don't know uh, <laughs> the ways upon ways of Imperial Fist. Oh yeah, of uh, the Imperial Guard. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was yeah. it? Who was it that that made that uh, said that uh, Imperial Guard are like the Skaven of 40k? Who said that? Um, I I can't remember at the moment, but. It's a it's a very apt description. It's just wave upon wave. Well, then the the more that we're talking about this, and the more I'm learning about it, the more I am saying like seeing that's like, well, yeah, he's th- this that guy's right. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing though is that what Warpstone can do is that it can actually extend Skaven life, and because Skaven believes so heavily in self preservation, a drug that gives them all these benefits and makes them live longer. Is going to be something that they're all going to vibe for. Like, you could be a Skaven who's like three years old. Your life expectancy is like 30 years. You still got like 17 good years ahead of you, assuming you don't die. They're still going to fucking go for Warpstone to make them live an extra like 20, even though they might never see those 20 years. <laughs> Which is just, it's just like, oh yeah, I might, I'm like, I'm, this adds like an extra like 30 years to my lifespan, but I'm going to get shot in the face tomorrow. Oh well. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Skaven are fun, especially when they turn on each other. Then it's even funnier. Uh, any any fun stories about them turning on each other? Yeah, the two Skaven civil wars. Okay, let's dive into it then. <laughs> All right. So the first Skaven civil war is hilarious because it happens after the Skaven kind of fuck up a bunch of shits, <laughs> mostly for themselves. Okay, so amendment to my previous form- comment: it's like Drew Carey meets Death Guard meets. Uh, Imperial Guard meets orcs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like literally, the Skaven will fight each other. The Skaven regularly fight each other more than they fight anyone else. Yep. So that's like rat or- orc rats. But aren't there also orcs in Warhammer Fantasy? Um, there are Warhammer orcs. Okay. Yes. So. The first where the first Skaven Civil War happens when the Skaven formed their, their under empire, which is like this massive Okay. It's a massive fucking underground empire. And how they how they formed this empire was they attacked the dwarves again. 
Not my dwarves. Not the beard. <laughs> Basically, the Skaven had no choice but to. They couldn't expand on the surface. They're so like, you know, I got no choice. Let's dig underground. And all the dwarf fortresses are connected to each other through something called the Underway, which is basically an underground highway. Okay. And because and because the fortress and the dwarf fortress in uh, in Skaven Blight, now that it's called, is the is a dwarven fortress. They were able to access the Underway, which oh, meant that they could no. spread to every single dwarven stronghold. <laughs> Okay, so to so to you video game players out there, if you're familiar with Dragon Age, this kind of makes me think of the deep roads from the dwarf factions, where all their all the dwarven cities are connected, and that's how the uh, what were those guys called? The Darkspawn. Yeah, Darkspawn were able to basically decimate the dwarves. So this is giving me a lot of Dragon Age vibes now too. Yeah, the dwarf dwarves kind of get really really fucked up during this uh, war. <laughs> Golly Moses. Just, yeah. <laughs> not my dwarves. Oh, yeah. Uh, they... Okay. Uh, in the origin story, you meant there were, you know, it's a human and a dwarf alliance. So where are the yeah. elves in all this? Because you can't have a fantasy setting without elves. Oh, the, the elves are fine. The, the Skaven actually cannot fight, cannot fight the elves. Oh, because they're just so perfect, are they? No, because their lands are enchanted. So if anyone tries to invade, you get fucked up. <laughs> So the dwarves might, at least the dwarves might could have learned a thing or two about that, but I guess not. Basically, the high elves live on fucking Atlantis, so they're fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, silly Monkai, we could just sit in our pretty little towers and you get to deal with the little rat people. <laughs> and then the wood elves live in an enchanted magic forest that is hostile to anyone except them. So basically, Fangorn Forest times, like, on steroids. And warp stone. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. So the elves are fine. My dudes are fine. We're good. Everyone else is fucked. On the other hand, uh, yeah. I do know. I do so, know one problem that y'all have to deal with, and it's called Slanesh. <laughs> yeah, but she's fine. She's like gone in, in Age of Sigmar. Damn it! Really inconvenience. <laughs> but. In reference to the Skaven, they you know they they start they start taking dwar- they start taking dwarven fortresses because again they're attacking from underground and in, in the place where dwarves are supposed to be more, most secure, and they're raiding treasures. They're raiding like weapons and relics, like like dwarven engines of war. <laughs> That's not good. And like dwarven weapon, like dwarven like general dwarven weapons and armor, which is just generally really good. <laughs> so they're doing great. And the Skaven, again, they're at a high fucking point because one of the fortresses they find is based in Cripple Peak, which is a massive mountain that actually got struck by a warpstone meteor like hundreds of thousands of years earlier. So, so warpstone was like a thing even before this, even before Kazar fell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It is oh. a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's basically like almost every, it's, I don't want to say it's almost everywhere. You can find it almost anywhere. It doesn't mean that it is everywhere, but you could you could reasonably find it almost anywhere. Okay. Yeah. And there's two big reasons for it, but I'll cover those at a later point. <laughs> All right. Put a bookmark um, on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So naturally, Skaven find this massive mountain full of warp stone, and they're like, oh, this is fucking great. This is amazing. 
and the Skaven completely forget about the dwarves because they're too focused on the fucking warp stone. <laughs> oh, warp stone, big eye, big eye, yes, yes. <laughs> and when I mean that there's like, when I mean that there's a meteor warp stone, I mean like, like basically the entire core of this mountain is warp stone. <laughs> So they are sitting sure. on a literal gold mine of war- of uh, of uh, m- uh, magic cocaine. Yeah, actually, speaking of gold, do you know why the why Skavens like gold? Why? And why they steal dwarven treasure? Because dwar- they don't put one, any value in gold. Is awesome, but they what? don't put any value in gold. They don't value it at all. The reason they take gold and treasures like heirlooms and jewelry is because mm-hmm. it inconveniences everyone else. So not only are they cannibals and they're evil, they just petty. Yeah. Like you could make the most extravagant golden crown fit for like the king upon kings. And the skating will steal it, not because they want to wear it or because it's valuable, but because you made it for someone and you think it's special, so now they want to take it from you. <laughs> Please tell me they do that to each other as well. Oh, all the time. All the time. Okay, good. All the time. Even our petty beyond petty. So, naturally, they find a massive bunch of warp stone. They start killing each other over it while also working with each other because Skaven kill each other more than they kill anyone else. Well, given they breed like, well, you know what. Yes. (laughs) Helps kind of keep the population in check. (laughs) So, they end up actually meeting, temporarily going to war, and then eventually actually making peace with a evil necromancer. Who lives in these mountains? Now, do you know why they made peace with this necromancer? No, but go ahead and tell me. <laughs> because dwarf, because um, Skaven corpses work just as well. <laughs> the Skaven realized that the more they fight this necromancer, the more bodies they give for him to throw back at them. So then they're just fighting themselves even more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I killed him. Oh, he come back round two. Oh, I killed him again. Oh no, he come back round three. No, no. <laughs> oh no, I die. Oh no, I die. <laughs> so eventually, the necromancer and the, and the Skaven form. It's basically a, it's basically a very loose alliance. Basically, it's we won't go to war with each other, and we'll both equally mind the mountain. Well, not exactly. Skaven, you mine the mountain and you give me a portion. You basically give me a little bit off the top of what you collect every every little bit. Okay. And in return, we won't we won't go to war with each other. <laughs> now, this is the nicest fucking thing the Skaven will ever do. Oh, take note, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Them not going to war because they want to mine magic cocaine is the nicest thing they've ever done. God, I love the Skaven. However, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> however, here's the thing. Remember how you wanted to know about a civil war? Uh-huh. This is where it starts. Oh no. Is this the and this is the first one you said? Yeah, the first this is the first Skaven Civil War. So <laughs> the Skaven Civil War basically collapses their massive empire, their under empire. And when I mean it's a massive empire. I mean that their Skaven Empire basically stretches the entire planet. Damn. Like, they were basically Skaven everywhere. Uh, Just just, damn. (laughs) Like, the only place there aren't any Skaven 
is where the wood elves are, where the high elves are, and where the lizard men are. And that's only because the lizard men pushed them out. <laughs> okay, so lizard men, check. These guys sound awesome. I'm going to put a earmark on that one for later. <laughs> um, you ever played Oblivion? Like Skyrim, like um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion? Uh, th- this is about to sound strange, but like I, I, I did a little play a little bit, but for some reason I just I could not get into it. But every but when I, play, when I did play Oblivion, and then of course I played Skyrim. I was always I always chose the the what were they called? Argonians, the lizard, the lizard folks. Okay, yeah, perfect, perfect. That's excellent because in Oblivion, um, you know how the gates of hell are opening up, invade. It's not called hell, but for but for shorthand, um, hell hell's but, invading the world. And, yeah, in. In Oblivion, the Argonians actually counter invade hell. <laughs> this oh. is basically this this is basically the same thing. The Skaven invade the lizard men's home, thinking that they can take them, and the lizard men decide, "Oh no, you fucked up. We're gonna invade you guys now." <laughs> I knew there was a reason I like uh, the Argonians, <laughs> and the Skaven end up very quickly closing up that wall and being like, "Hey, we're not going over there anymore. We're gonna stay over here." <laughs> No lizard, no lizard, bad, bad, bad lizard. We stay over here where humans are weak. So oh, this is where the uh, wonderful, wonderful civil war happens. Um, basically, one um, the Skaven run on a clan system. There are twelve clans, and each clan is ruled by a. Um, he's basically a lord. He's basically like um, an overlord. Basically, there okay. are four major clans. And then the other eight are lesser clans. They're called warlord clans. And um, each one of these uh, 12 clans has a seat on the Council of 13. It's basically a... It's a council... There's a number again. Yeah, there's a Council of 13 members. Um, But one of the seats is always vacant. Is always vacant. And the reason why that seat is always vacant is because it's for their god, the Horned Rat himself. So only the Mm. Horned Rat can can sit at the 13th spot. Ah, yes. So the thing and clans can rise and fall. Some clans can rise up and take one of the one of the twelve seats, or they can fall and lose the third and lose the twelfth seat. There's always going to be twelve seats, well, okay. thirteen, but there's only going to be twelve clans that sit the council. So that's like the closest thing they have to like any kind of unifying leadership, I guess. Yes, and the only reason why. Is because each one of these twelve um, overlords, these leaders, have been blessed by the uh, horned rat himself, and also mm. each one, and each one is basically—I don't want to say they're immortal because they do die. Of, these ones, these are the only Skaven who die of old age. And to be a Skaven and die of old age, you have to—you have to do some pretty badass things, I imagine. Or yeah, just like the most deplorable, like the the most deplorable being in existence. <laughs> damn and again these are like the leaders of skaven society so you can imagine these guys are constantly like, coked up on warpstone like the average life expectancy of one of these leaders is 400 years so you go from originally being what like 20 to 30 to maybe 40 to 50 with warpstone to 400 years yeah damn these folks have no chill yeah, they they can t- they're constantly like on warp stone basically and using it to again enhance their physical abilities. Then that, that includes their strength, speed, healing factor, and intelligence, as well as their magical abilities, and it extends their life. Okay, I, I, I can just like imagine like a master splinter 
type of scaven just like oh. sitting there with just like a beard going all the way down to like the you know like all the way to the doorway at the at the front of the chamber it's funny they mention uh, master splinter because there's actually a clan of skaven who are ninja assassins seriously <laughs> yes because remember yes. i said the skaven under empire spans the entire fucking world Ooh. Well, there, this, there's a part of the Skaven Empire that lives that has reached Nippon, which is basically the Japan of the Warhammer world, like it's it's feudal Japan, effectively. Okay. And the awesome. Skaven in this and the Skaven in this region, like they're 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 rats, so they're hidden. They're traveling between walls, but they're picking up. They're watching like ninjas and assassins, like doing martial arts inside their dojos. And the Skavens are in the walls of these dojos watching them do this. And they're just picking this up and training each other and using these same tactics they learn to kill one another. Teenage Mutant Ninja Skavens. Teenage Mutant Ninja Skavens. <laughs> and naturally, because they're and because naturally they're learning this and they're using these same techniques against themselves, it creates like this almost like Darwinist like martial arts society where only the best, most talented ninja Skaven continue to like continue to procreate which makes progressively more and more like more badass ninja assassin skaven <laughs> this is fantastic <laughs> at first I, at, at first i wasn't sure about this about this game just because of how deplorable and awful they are but these these this just this is just this is great <laughs> Um, it's often the, like these these assassins Skaven are often the ones who kill the people who know about them. Ah, so it all comes around full circle. Yeah. So if you know about the Skaven, it's it's Clan Enshin that's going to kill you. Ah, I don't think we've gone over the names of the clans. So this kind of like I guess as far as hobby terms, this is like your you know your different Space Marine chapters where you can do a different color scheme. So is the, yeah, so the clans kind of operate that way. Yeah. Um, very similar to Warhammer as well. Like with um, fan with Warhammer 40k, there's obviously like there's the main clans, and like the you know the main the major four, the eight mm -hmm. lesser ones, and there's a bunch of like even smaller clans that are like even lesser than the than the eight smaller ones. And these mm -hmm. would be like your successor Space Marine chapters to like use it in in 40k terms. Like let's say you want your clan to be like a special snowflake. Oh well, I'm clan, um blunderbusts and we use like dwarven we use makeshift dwarven equipment or some shit okay yeah and this is their way of this is their way of explaining where like who takes the place of a clan that falls so if a clan like loses grace or their leader dies a new a new clan from like one of a new yeah a new clan from among these like lesser clans will take the place of it you know it's a whole political it's a close thing to politics they have okay so basically so basically game of thrones where everyone's yeah. backstabbing each other. <laughs> Literally. So one of these lesser clans um, is known as Clan Pestilence. All right, so Clan Pestilence is a up-and-coming clan. The concept is that during the war with the Lizardmen in Lustio, which is where the Lizardmen live, um, a lot of Skaven like, set up strongholds there because, again, initially they invaded it. They were making their own like home here. And the Lizardmen decided to counter-invade. <laughs> Um, some of the Skaven that were still on Lustria started, like, pleading to their god, like, hey, please help us. Please help us, because we're losing to the lizard men. We're just trying to expand, we're trying to grow, we're trying to do anything. So the Skaven start doing 
anything they fucking can to to get the the horned rats attention. That includes killing each other and sacrificing themselves and the lizard men in these massive like rituals using warp stone because there's actually a lot of warp stone in Lustria because the lizard men actually have a huge stockpile of it there. So you know mm-hmm. they're doing this ritual, 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 blah blah blah. It's just not working. And they could, they're doing more and more extreme and extravagant, more lethal and bloody rituals to just get his attention. Mm-hmm. Until the horn rat does eventually get his attention. And oh, he is a yeah, he is a he is a benevolent god in that oh, he will kill you quick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess for what the Skaven do to each other, that does pass for a good for a uh, benevolent god. It's just um, like, why did you interrupt me? Bam! Yes, except um, he wasn't benevolent to it to the Skaven who summoned him. <laughs> he infected them with so many possible diseases. <laughs> like, you know how in 40k, when uh, Morty meets Nurgle and Nurgle's like, join me, and Morty's like, no. And Nurgle's like, bet, and gives Morty and all the space means in his legion every possible disease. Uh, yes. So, um, Hornrat basically does that, but he does it for fun. <laughs> He's like, like, you he summoned power- me. Sounds like he got powers on loan from Nurgle there. <laughs> um, there's a theory that the Great Horned Rat is an avatar of Nurgle. So, Ooh. yes, I don't buy it because he does become his own like minor warp god at some point. I was gonna say it, it sounds like he's like his own his own thing but yeah he's definitely getting something that he's definitely like feeding into like nurgle's like bucket but he's not like fully in there well because his faction is doing all the dang killing with not just like humans and dwarves but like themselves just as much yeah yeah i put him very much in the similar like gork and mark who are also in warhammer fantasy okay so, like, he, he's very much, I'm assuming he's very much his own, like, minor chaos god. But regardless, um, he infects all the Skaven on Lustra with this, like, hor- like every single horrible plague imaginable. And this mm. is where Clan Pestilence is born. Because these Skaven start to actually see these, like, horrible plagues and curses and diseases as blessings. And they realize mm. that they can weaponize it. By, for example, using the dead corpses of Skaven who have died as catapult ammunition. <laughs> oh gosh! Or so, you know, so, stabbing, stabbing their weapon, like cleaving their weapons, like you know, killing each other, cleaving into each other with these with these swords, which uh-huh. now have like polluted Skaven blood on them. Before attacking the lizard men and stabbing into them with said same poison blood weapons. So basically, medieval warfare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically what this what this is. Yep. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the Skaven are still pushed back, but Clan Pestilence, um, because of their, because of because they're basically the only clan that was able to, basically like hold their own against the Lizardmen. They very quickly like start expanding among like the the Skaven under Empire, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, did you hear that they're still like they are still fighting the Lizardmen? Like, you know, like I said, it's more, you know, it's Skaven speak. Like, it's, it's, oh, you hear that, that clan pestilence continue to fight lizard men, lizard men? Like, they still fight. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're very much like, they're, they're very much like growing in status because of the fact they can hold their own against lizard men. They're still losing, but it's like a slow stalemate. It's like a, it's like a, a losing stalemate. Mm. 
So basically, just like like 40k in general, where everything is a losing stalemate, pretty much. <laughs> in the grim times of Warhammer Fantasy, there is only Skaven. I mean, eventually they will be Skaven supremacy. <laughs> Better jump on the bandwagon. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're either on the bandwagon or you're getting crushed under it. <laughs> So I, I I have to ask this question as far as like the hobby thing as as far as the hobby is concerned is uh, yes. um you know, with the different clans what is the clan that you usually see on like the main box art for for them um I'm actually not fully aware of that I'm not too invested in the tabletop mostly because it's shifted to Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. so I can't fully say which clan it is. Although I do okay. know that in Age of Sigmar, the clans basically have... I don't want to say they've gotten worse, in my opinion, but their structure has basically like devolved, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense for Skaven. It's basically there are no major, minor, and war, and like major, minor, and like intermediate clans. They're called warlord clans for like the eight ones, but I'm just calling them minor clans because I don't want to throw too much terminology around. Yeah. <laughs> But the concept is that basically every single one of these clans is now their own like equal status clan. Uh, so it sounds like I guess when they shifted the Age of Sigmar, which which we'll we'll cover we'll cover some of that. I imagine we're gonna be covering some of that lore too, because it is related to fantasy, but in a way that made a lot of people mad, at least to my understanding. I don't think it was uh, that bad. Uh, only because so- I don't only because I wasn't fully invested in the in fantasy. <laughs> say I, I i i didn't come into like the whole hobby until like like the height of ninth edition for 40k and then like that was around the same time that like they did end times for fantasy and then rebooted everything to age of sigmar which i guess if you ask a lot of the veterans out there a lot of people were upset about it so that's all i know i don't i i obviously don't know enough to have an opinion so just <laughs> that's all i know <laughs> don't come at us with the pitchforks and torches we already got Ninja Skaven after <laughs> Not us. <laughs> I know. We already got the Ninja Skaven after us. I'm starting to hear scratches in the walls. <laughs> oh, my God. They're in your walls. They're under my building. They're here. They're here. They're in the floorboards. Oh. oh. Skaven comes in. Just, excuse me. Would I? Would you like to discuss your car's extended warranty? Warranty? <laughs> would you like to discuss our Lord and Savior, the Horned Rat? The Horned Rat? <laughs> <laughs> so Vestalins again has basically grown in status because of this. Like, you know, they're they're a bigger clan because or they're they're becoming a bigger, more influential clan. Also, their plays are kind of actually spreading among the Skaven society. So a lot of Skaven are kind of like, ooh, infect me, I'll join you, kind of thing, because they're a horrible, horrible race who want to preserve themselves. And they're basically gonna try and ride the ride the wave of success that the that clan pestilence is doing. So only Skaven now, will be like, ooh, plague. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. <laughs> and Clan Pestilence, the real Clan Pestilence in their eyes, um, view the rest of Skaven society as not being fully with the horned rat. They see them as putting themselves over the worship of the horned rat, which they are. <laughs> yeah. So Clan Pestilence for number decides, one. As Clan Pestilence aside, civil war is the best option. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes me wonder: is this like is is 
with the Skaven and the Horned Rat, is that is that kind of a similar situation to why you don't really see that many orcs fall to chaos? Is because of their belief in the in the in the Horned Rat is such is at such a level that they just they don't fall kind of like because because like all this talk about clan clan pestilence is just like you'd think they'd be all up on that Nurgle train, yeah. But it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something very similar. Like I said, I think he's a mind because he's a minor warp god. I think it's very similar to like how no Eldar fall to chaos because all of them go to Slanesh regardless. So none of the chaos gods are going to warrant like none of them are gonna try to do that because Slanesh already has claims, so it's kinda of the concept of, oh well, what's the point of even trying to turn an Eldar to corn? Because he's already he's always that Eldar is always going to fall to Slanesh. Mm. I was going to so say, fall, fall to chaos. They birthed the chaos god. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but they cannot fall to chaos. Jakari aren't yeah. actually worshippers of Slanesh. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they, Dear listeners, clearly her. you can tell I'm the dwarf guy in this conversation, and he is the elf guy. So this is going to be a very fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the elves did nothing wrong, okay? <laughs> huh. Yeah, about that. <laughs> we'll cover that in, a, in another episode, maybe. Um, so you know, civil war, civil war is a thing. Um, because of the civil war, a lot of um, a lot of the Skaven society kind of just recedes on itself, and a lot of their holdings kind of retract. That includes um, Cripple Peak, which, as I mentioned, has a massive positive warp stone. Well, because Skaven society kind of falls upon itself. Um, the Skaven that are in that are at Cripple Peak not only turn on each other, are also attacked by Clan Pestilence, but um, Nagash, who um, actually was killed by the Skaven because of some weird roundabout plot that they did because they didn't want to die, um, Nagash resurrected himself because necromancers can do that and decided, hey Skaven, because you guys were involved in my death, um, I'm going to take back Cripple Peak. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've heard that name before, Nagash. Yep. Was he was he that necromancer that they that they yep. made that yep. peace with, quote yeah. unquote? Yep. Oh. It all makes sense now. Yep. So Skaven made a deal with Nagash. Skaven ended up helping Nagash die. Like they help they help someone kill Nagash, basically. Nagash mm-hmm. resurrects himself because necromancers can somehow do that. And necroman and us, uh, Nagash decides, hey Skaven, I want my warp stone back. And he takes back Cripple Peak. <laughs> <laughs> Time to pay the piper, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so naturally, Clan Pestilence is kind of fucking everyone up. Like it, it, it's basically everyone versus Clan Pestilence. But at the same time, everyone is also like, oh, well, yes, let's attack Clan Pestilence. But um, Clan Mulder, you guys are assholes. I mean, we're all assholes, <laughs> but you're going to fucking die. It's basically everyone is officially at war with Clan Pestilence. Even Clan Pestilence. But everyone is unofficially at war with everyone else. (laughs) There really is only war. (laughs) Now, remember how I was mentioning Nippon and those Ninja Skaven? Yes. They come back. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Skaven? Yes. Yep. So these ninja Skaven learn about the Civil War because, again, they were in fucking China and Japan. And they're just like, oh, there's a Civil War going on. Well, let's capitalize on this because Skaven always focus on capitalizing on bad situations. <laughs> and they start 
<laughs> the, the Skaven of Clan Enshin, which is what the Ninja Assassin Skaven are called, they just mm-hmm. start immediately attacking Clan Pestilence because they because again everyone's at war with Clan Pestilence, and Clan Enshin is a is a lesser clan at this point. Basically, they're one of the smaller clans. You know, they're not officially part of the Twelve. Okay, and the amount of assassinating that they do in the Civil War brings them to Great Clan to one of the higher clan status. Wow. Yeah. That gives the basically, assassin Assassin's Creed to run from their money. Yeah, basically they're like basically it's they just focus on killing like the like every like as many leaders from clan peasants as possible while also assassinating any potential rivals among the lesser clans. So they basically just start skyrocketing to one of the eight seats. <laughs> like one of the eight lesser seats among the twelve. Talk about upstarts. Yeah. They're fucking cool. I love Clannish. They sound awesome. I would yeah. I I would get a box of them just so I can paint them as as the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they're they're fun. Um their leader is actually really cool too. If I am correct, I believe his name is Squeak Headtaker. Give me one chance to double check this. <laughs> Squeak head take. Is it because he squeaks or when he takes the head they squeak? Um no, they're led they're led by Sneak. Sorry, that's his name. Oh, even better because he's a ninja. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. He's called Oh my, I forgot. His name is called the Grand Night Lord Sneak. And he is the master of the assassins. <laughs> so scaping it hurts. <laughs> yep. Oh, fantastic. Oh, he's he's fun. But um he actually I, I don't think it was him. He's not he's alive in present day. Sorry. But basically Clan Enchin commits so much assassinating that Clan Pestilence has only it's like its founder and its leader, the guy the first one who was affected by the horned rat. He's the last mm. one alive, leading like this rabble, basically. And <laughs> he ends up marching his way into the home, into the capital of Skavenblade, where, all, where the Council of Twelve are, which has been whittled down in number because Civil War does that. Civil Wars do and, that. Yes. And he says that he <laughs> yes. will surrender. He'll basically surrender to the Council of, of Thirteen if he gets if he gets a seat. So it's basically I'll end the Civil War. I won't try to like, you know, convert all of you to the full worship of the horned rat, but I want a seat at the table. And they accept because um, if there's anything Skaven love more, it's self-preservation and the concept of war amongst themselves is both horribly hilarious and depressing because more Skaven <laughs> die and they are constantly being born. But, Although for everyone else, it'd be a good thing. Yes, they also invite Clan Enshin to take a seat as well because again, they've literally risen to upstart status because they've killed so many people. So well, uh, that kind of that does help when you thin down the competition a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's basically how the first Skaven Civil War ends. That was just the first one. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> you can see why Skaven is so fun. Oh damn! They're hilarious. <laughs> on on the bright side, there isn't very much more to going with Skaven except the. Uh, their uh their their second war or rather their first proper invasion of the old world and um the empire of man uh-huh um where they caused the black plague oh oh so just just like in our world 
Yes, I, I mean that canonically. The Skaven literally called, literally made the Black Plague. Oh, so it all makes sense now. So that yeah. whole, so everything we learned in history class about the Black Plague was because of the Skaven. In the words of Kronk, oh yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> um, remember how I said Skaven basically spanned the entire world? Yes. Um, it was basically at this point that Skaven were like, hey, we spanned the entire world. Well, if we just like started attacking everyone all at once. That um, sounds epic and horrifying all at the same time. Yes. Um, in preparation for this. The Skaven underwent a basically a period of time where it was not allowed to murder each other. Like they would still die mysteriously, but basically there was no permitted murder among Skaven society. Like again, they would still some of them would still get murdered, but it was never like it wasn't mm-hmm. as open and obvious. Yeah. But it was basically, hey, remember how we're so remember how we kill each other and that's what keeps our population like growing so slowly? What if we just wink, stop killing wink. each other? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Skave Society went from um, growing, like, you know, growing slowly, but still very fast, to fucking exploding, basically, overnight. Oh, it is Plague Tale all over again. Yeah, and then once they reached critical mass, where they basically couldn't sustain themselves, that's when they began their invasion of the surface worlds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my Sigmar. <laughs> they start again and they started this with the Black Death. So not only are they invading in un- in like untold droves, but before the invasion they also infected the population of the world, well mostly human empire with the Black Death. <laughs> with all the Skaven, it's like any wonder like why like why is there even an empire of man left or why is there even any uh dwarven strongholds left? <laughs> It's just, it's just like everything might as well be Skaven at this point. That, that's a Skaven dream because they believe in something called the Great Ascendancy, where the Skaven will no longer be forced to toil in the Under Empire, and the entire surface will be nothing but Skaven. Does this have anything? Did did they have like any? Does this is this in any way related to like the end times that uh, people like to complain about? Um, they they play a part in it, but they they don't like cover the planet like according to their ascendancy like their their belief is like they will literally cover the planet in skaven oh so what so what exact what kind of part do they play as far as like end times is concerned um they kind of fight everybody they fight nagash again again they do oh and um they blow up the moon that's a pretty significant thing don't you think well in the grand (laughs) scheme of things when the world ends the moon getting destroyed isn't that big of a deal, right? <laughs> Imagine oh, I forgot to mention. Some... I forgot to mention this moon. Um, the moon that they explode is also made out of pure warp stone. Of course, it is. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Ooh, big warp stone! Big warp stone! Give, give. It's literally a giant. It's a giant moon. A giant green moon. So it's it's literally just a, a giant fucking moon made out of pure warpstone, and they blow it up and cause warpstone meteors to fall across the planet, like I'm when they Im- were first created. I'm just imagining like that scene from Infinity War when Thanos has the power stone, and he's just like grabbing that moon and just ripping it from the sky and blowing it up. Yep, 
That's 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 basically what happened. Metal. <laughs> Again, they didn't. It wasn't that big of a. They what? They didn't play that big of a part in the end times. Oh, <laughs> oh, blow a moon. Just, just, just another Tuesday. Yes, yes. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um. You might enjoy this part though, because the Skaven are horrible, horrible people. Uh-huh. And they end up actually um, dooming themselves because um, they, they're they're invading the world, they're invading the empire, they're infecting with the Black Plague. Oh, uh, um, so the, the only thing em- more entertaining than just how entertainingly awful they are is seeing them suffer. Yes. Yeah. Because um, the Skaven realize, hey, human human empires ruled by an emperor. The emperor is in Sigmar. It's a random. It's a it's a regular emperor. It's a regular human at this point. What? Um, this has been going. This is like over. This is like twelve thousand years of history condensed, really re- a lot in the course and of like, in like the what, course two? of like over an hour and a half. Oh like gosh, I am, I am I am breaking shit down very fast. Okay, I didn't even <laughs> cover their full war with Nagash. Okay. Oh my gosh, there is so much to these guys. <laughs> I am again. I am skipping shit through very fast. So, so for emphasis, dear listeners, we are trying to do like bite-sized information on this, and clearly, <laughs> there's only so much we can do in such a short time frame. Now I understand what Mark, Eric, and Christian and Jordan were, went through. Now, to to go over this, this game, like, oh, it's ruled by an emperor. Let's just kill the emperor and have humanity collapse into without a leader. They'll collapse into anarchy. Like if as we didn't do. have the great. If we didn't have a great horned rat, we'd fall into anarchy as well. So they kill their emperor. The thing about the um, thing about the Skaven is humans also have a line of succession. You know, the Skaven have a conga line of um, of backstabbing. Humans mm-hmm. have a succession. So naturally, a new emperor must be appointed, and this emperor is known as Mandrid Skaven Slayer. I wonder how we got that name. Um. Well. The Empire went from losing the war with the Skaven to um, total victory. Please tell how he did that. <laughs> um, well, the Skaven infected humans with the Black Death. Um, fun fact, the Skaven can't get infected by the Black Death. <laughs> <laughs> I am not even joking. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Because <laughs> just because this caveman made the, this caveman did not comprehend that because they made the Black Death that it, they could themselves be infected by the Black Death. <laughs> That's like work levels is stupid, but it works. <laughs> so Mandrin Skaven suddenly realizes this, and he's like, "Oh, we'll just infect them with their own disease." <laughs> 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 and because there's so many of them, it spreads like wildfire. <laughs> it's like someone tried to. It's like someone tried to uh, do a, a clan pestilence attack, and they rolled a one. <laughs> so, then just, so then the pestilence just backfired. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because, like I said, they went from like winning to just absolute defeat so fast. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, on top of the fact that he was leading like 
full on armies against the Skaven. So not only was he like, oh, like he didn't just he, he didn't just defeat them by using the Black Death. Yes, that was a main thing he used. But he was also fighting the Skaven and murdering more than any other. Like he was basically just the Doom guy against Skaven. Oh, I like this guy. <laughs> he really so, lives up to his name. Yeah. So once he had basically retaken a number of the cities. Because during this time, the Skaven who were conquering like the surface world had burned down a lot of cities, as they tend to do. As they do. And he decided to basically retake these cities, and he would basically garrison them very minorly with what's called the Sewer Guard, I believe they're called. Which are basically okay. just like, they're basically really, really well-trained warrior veterans who are basically tasked with, with garrisoning the, these cities, but only in the sewers. So that when the Skaven come to like retake them, they're like, oh yes, let's retake them, man, things are gone. They immediately like run into a wall of spears and shields. So <laughs> and it all because he do, because he's doing this, it means that none of these cities need to be like garrisoned more like they don't have to like immediately be re- refilled people. They can be like they can be left minorly garrisoned because as long as these soldiers do their job, they can hold the Skaven back. And even if the Skaven retake a city, they've just retaken one city. <laughs> <laughs> so if the Skaven do take one city, we know who to blame. That one, the one guard. You had one job. You had one job. You fell asleep on fucking guard duty. On top of that, to also boost morale, Mordred, uh, Mandred Skaven Slayer. This is the one thing I don't like because it also kind of helps the Skaven. Because Skaven already like when the Skaven began their full assault, it didn't matter if people knew about Skaven, but. He decided to use their tactic against them, basically, because of how many Skaven there were. People were so like demoralized. It's like, oh, we're fighting in this horde. So he basically started banning like discuss like uh, letters or like records of the Skaven during this war. Basically, was if there's any record of the Skaven, burn it. If there's anyone talking about the Skaven, um, like court them, imprison them, tell like make sure they don't talk about the Skaven. And the reason why was so that, like, it's very similar to World War One in the trenches, where you weren't allowed to talk about the, the type of shit food you were getting. You weren't allowed to talk about how bad the war was. It was to keep morale up, to keep um, people fighting, believing that every single battle they were fighting was a victory. Uh, so kind of like in Halo, where Spartans are never labeled as K- uh, killed in action, they're always labeled M- MIA. Yeah, exactly. It was very much a it was very much a morale boosting thing where it's like oh well we won't let anyone know about the Skaven or if they do discuss the Skaven it's only our victories that are shared not our defeats, uh, which huh. naturally helps feed into the Skaven themselves when they themselves can kill people who know about them so it creates this like feedback loop of basically no one knowing about the Skaven but mm. Yep, there it is. The, the the classic Warhammer. I've got to have a, a losing stalemate. Yeah. But regardless, the um the Empire act the Empire and the rest of the world actually pushes back to Skaven because the Black Death fucked them up. <laughs> On top of Skaven Slayer just being an outright badass. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna make me chuckle for a while. Skaven Slayer. Mm-hmm. Skaven Slayer you know. and their own being killed off by their own black black death. <laughs> yes. I think it's hilarious. Oh, this is fantastic. Um, now, just so you know, this is basically the home stretch of the Skaven, because again, I'm trying to condense it as much as possible. 
Try, I'm trying my best to condense as much as possible. Um, Doing a good job so far. <laughs> yeah, so the War of the Empire basically comes to an end. Maybe we'll cover those each fucking war individually at some point. Regardless, Skaven are pushed back, defeated. And what happens after this, after the pushback to the Under Empire, is a Skaven do what to do best. Fucking Civil War. Yeah, baby! Civil War Part 3! Rock on! <laughs> well, this is the end of the second Civil War. Oh, this, oh, this is only the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there's only two Civil Wars in Skaven Society. <laughs> and um, as much as they fight each other, you think there'd be more than that. Well, these are official wars. They can oh, max the, seven uh, all they want. There's just no official. It's basically it's the difference between like murder and full on. It's like they've ever seen one person, one country murdering a guy from another country, and those two countries going to war. Ah. So basically, the problem is that because of Black Death, Kit turned on the Skaven. All the Skaven look at Clan Pestilence again. <laughs> They're just like, hey, did you know the Black Death could be used against us? And the Skaven are like, what? No, 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 Black Death, no, no work on us, no. <laughs> so um, basically, again, it becomes everyone versus Clan Pestilence. <laughs> Clan Pestilence, they just get the short end of the stick every time. Well, they're the ones who get access to their god more often than not. So, I mean, like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, overall, though, the, the second Civil War is big, but I mean, like, I already went through the first Civil War. <laughs> I didn't even cover it again. Basically, all you need to know is the war eventually fucking ends with <laughs> more seats lost, more seats taken. Clan Pestilence is still fucking going strong, and I'm pretty sure it's a major clan at that point, because <laughs> they basically failed upwards. <laughs> that just sounds like the Skaven in general. Just fail upwards. Uh, oh, glorious! Yes, but this is this is basically where we get to like the end slash the end times of where things start to really start to get near the end. So where they pull, so where they basically pull a Thanos and just like rip out a moon from the sky, blow it up, and well, first they move the moon closer to the Earth, then another clan blows it up. Ah, and the reason the okay. clan blew it up wasn't even because wasn't because it was part of the plan. It was really because they were insulted that. That the other clan moved the moon. It was really, yeah, you're not one upping us. <laughs> it was a dick measuring contest where, where you can move the moon, I can blow it up. <laughs> I, 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 as stupid as that sounds, that from, from what I'm learning about this, that tracks. <laughs> so, you know, the, the second civil war goes on, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, this gave in the side. Okay, you know what? Let's try to summon the horn right again because that worked so well the first time. <laughs> Now, what do you think happens when, they, when the Horn Rat appears this time? Uh, sorry, I got the giggles. Say that again. Can you guess what happened after they summoned the Horn Rat this time? Uh, I imagine something akin to uh, that scene from Whiplash where he's just like, "Do not disturb me again, or I swear to God, or I swear to me, I will stop being so polite. I will effing destroy um, you." <laughs> no, he starts laughing. Oh dear, that's even scarier. He starts laughing because he thinks they're so hilarious. He thinks all their backstabbing and civil wars and failed attempt and failed attempts of success and all the murder is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then 
It starts eating the Great Council, all 12 of them. It just starts eating them and then eating <laughs> other Skaven and in, in, uh, in fucking Skaven Blight by the handful. Like, it is literally, like, scooping them up by the handful and just, like, chewing on them. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I, I, I can just imagine this, the, the Horned Rat, Zinch, and Kagarok are just, like, sitting at a sitting at a bar trading stories of how they just decided to screw over their own faction for kicks basically <laughs> so after the after the great horn ray you know does his thing he eats a bunch of them all the clans are based basically this is where people start to hate and i kind of agree basically when all the all the leaders died all the clans basically like fell apart because they didn't have their leaders and instead of having the Council of Twelve, the Horned Rat basically appoints one Skaven to be the supreme, basically his his avatar, his emissary in charge of all Skavens. So it's kind of so basically all the, all the clans kind of drop down to equal footing, which kind of explains what happens in Sigmar, where they're all basically their own equal powered clans. Ah, okay. but regardless, there's one clan, there's one Skaven in charge of all their Skaven called Thankul. He's the one who who did the quote: "There's more than one way to skin an infant." And we've come around full circle, everybody. Literally. <laughs> um, but you know the thing. They go to war with Nagash again. One clan moves the moon slightly closer. Because when the moon is closer to the planet, the gravity kind of fucks with the moon and causes Warpstone to fall off the moon. The other Skaven uh. clan decides to blow it up because wait, because having rocks slowly fall was too slow. And decides to just blow it up so it just rains Warpstone everywhere. <laughs> Gotta get that warp zone faster somehow. <laughs> yep. Um, then the end times happens. Blah blah blah. People die. Skaven are dead. Not really. They survive. <laughs> There's always more Skaven. There's always more Skaven. Um, the Horned Rats again is fucking hilarious. He's having the time his fucking life during this entire engagement. Decides, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna save you guys now, and decides <laughs> to take all of Skaven blood and all the Skaven that are there, and he literally. Swallows them into the warp. <laughs> Fuck about a day. You said they left on the planet. They're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> like if you weren't, if you weren't on Skaven Blight, you're fucking dead. Well, <laughs> and then on I the guess that leads us two weeks. They'll regain their numbers. <laughs> oh yeah, so they'll get they'll get the numbers back and like yeah, that three days. <laughs> Three days, four if they start, four if they start another civil war. Oh, <laughs> um, and that's basically where they are at the start of Age of Sigmar. Is they're basically trapped in the warp. Basically, has like this floating like city in the warp until they decide um, that uh, they're going to continue digging, um, like down. Like, imagine a floating island, and then imagine you trying to dig down through the floating island's bottom. Uh, I, I'm imagining that gif where like the per, the, the lady is confused and like have all, has all these math equations trying to figure out how the, how the hell that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it doesn't because they end up digging so deep they dig through the floating island that is Skaven Blight and end up digging into the literal infinite void that is the warp and then digging their way out of the warp and into the mortal realms that is the Age of Sigmar setting. Only with Skaven can you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also flood. They also, I believe, flood Nagash's realm because Nagash <laughs> has his own like demi, like his own like pocket dimension, his own like realm 
inside the mortal realms. I'm pretty sure they flood it because they dug through um, the plane of water or something, which happens mm-hmm. to also pass through the gash. It's, it's a whole bullshit story for Age of Sigmar for this game. <laughs> well, Age of Sigmar stuff aside, it's just like they just seem to be on the gashes shitless by this at this point. <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. Oh man. So Nagash. Just if anybody has any kind of a issue with the Skaven, it seems like it'd be this guy, because he has cropped up how many times in our in our what hour and a half, two hours of learning. Yeah, he like three or four times. Like they've gone to war them at least three or four times. Oh man. But that's effectively the Skaven our for Age of Sigmar. I'm not we're not covering Age of Sigmar too in depthly because we, we this is our first episode and we just got through the Skaven. Even then, this is like this is a that's long still episode. a condensed version, right? <laughs> yes, I know. Again, I could probably do a whole like episode that's like two hours long in each one of their individual wars. I was gonna say we might need to do like a part two on the Skaven at some point in the future, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We get enough reception. Indeed, indeed. At least we're at least we're beating Adeptus Ridiculous to the punch on this one. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, but I think we should peel back. You know, take a step back from Major Sigmar. Leave that to be its own thing for now. Okay. And I think we should just do a nice little um, a nice little cool down session where we kind of just go over the clans because again, this is predominantly a Warhammer Fantasy one. If you want to just Sigmar, we can cover Major Sigmar at some point, but it's. It's kind of its own thing that we want to let grow at its own point and kind of tackle when it's time. Yeah. So we'll kind of just, yeah. Again, I'm not saying we'll cover it, but we'll mostly stay with fantasy. And we'll, these are the main clans that do exist in Sigmar. But again, their predominant presence is in fantasy. Yeah. So I can kind of just go over those ones, let those kind of just, you know, give you a second to kind of just digest them, give a second. And if okay. we really want to hate ourselves, we can discuss how Skaven babies are born. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just joking, can't wait please for God, that. Don't make me explain it. Oh, no, explain it. no, no, no. Just, 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 just no. <laughs> I already covered them eating each other in the womb. I don't want to go any further than that. No, uh, we've already been demon, and and with that, we've already been demonetized. Yay us! <laughs> Not even one pilot episode out, and here we go. <laughs> I know, right? All right, so to round them out, we'll start with the major clans because you know the four. There's four major clans, eight lesser clans. They're, they're warlord clans. Whatever. Names are names. <laughs> Get out your notes, dear listeners. There's going to be a pop quiz later. <laughs> Ten points to Gryffindor. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one will be Clan Mulder. There was a Clan Scully. I'll get to it. <sighs> so, Clan Mulder was basically one of the, was one of the first clans. It was, it's, it's the old, one of the oldest clans. And they specialize, well, I was talking about Skaven babies being born, so I mean. (laughs) Oh, no. They basically focus on the selective breeding of Skaven, basically. They have a con, they're basically like, almost like Darwinian forced breeding camps, basically. Where they believe in like creating specialized Skaven and like mutant Skaven and making sure that only like specific like subspecies of Skaven breed amongst each other 
to like you know promote like like I believe there's even like Skaven hounds, which are like a, a cross between Skaven like dogs, like dogs and Skaven like wolves, basically. Please and don't elaborate like, how that happens. I don't. I don't know. I know there's Skaven like trolls and shit too. <laughs> like we already have enough jokes about the space wolves being uh being furries, furries? and all that stuff. Let's not <laughs> let's not go into detail about the Skaven. <laughs> well, I mean. I don't think not. I don't think everyone who was captured by Skaven or killed. So I mean, okay, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Thank you for that. Well, on the bright side, when you're captured by the Skaven, nothing bad happens to you except you're pumped full of warp stone. You're given a shit ton of bionics and other types of um, synthetic organs, and you just throw them on the battlefield. You know, same as a space marine, honestly. Well, now that you put it like that, yeah, they basically make Frankenstein's. <laughs> Better than being better than being a human captured by iron warriors, and we are not going into that subject. Yeah, basically, Clan Mulder are like the Jukari. They're basically like the Jukari of the Skaven. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, the next one of the major clans, the Clan Scryer. They're basically like the Mechanicus because they focus on like making machines, but they're Skaven machines, so they're obviously just horrible. Have a higher mm-hmm. chance of killing themselves than each other. Oh, and um, I should um, I probably should mention um, the Skaven have nuclear bombs. So it so it is like uh, Gandhi and Siv. <laughs> yeah, the, the Skaven have nukes, like warpstone nukes. They once blew up one of their cities with said nuke. <laughs> just 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 when I thought they couldn't get more ridiculous, and then all of a sudden. They go from blowing up the moon to they have nukes. They casually have stockpiles of nukes. <laughs> just, 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 lie, just lying there. Yeah, you know, as you do, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, then this clan Pestilence went over them. They're, the, they're, they're one of the major clans since, you know, Second Civil War. Again, they rose to power because of the Second Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Clan Inshin, our ninja boys. They're fucking awesome. Everyone loves oh, a yeah. ninja. Uh, yeah, that's again, probably, probably my favorite so far. Again, they're a fucking army of fucking master splinters. Glorious. <laughs> they are excellent. <laughs> excellent indeed. Indubitably. Um, so then there's Clan Moors. They're basically just kind of like, I don't want to say they're shock troops, but they're basically shock troops that have really really good armor because they are constantly at war with the dwarves. Ah. Yeah, like when I say they're shock troops, I literally mean that they are basically, that they are literally used as like shock troops because they have the best weapons and armor. Okay, so kind of like the kind of like the space marines of the Skaven, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then what is there? There's Clan, R- there's Clan Rictus, which is basically just like Storm Vermin, which is one of the Okay, the Storm Skaven, if I remember correctly, are Skaven with mini guns for hands or some shit like that. Now I'm not gonna look it up. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna leave this statement of there are giant Skaven ogres with mini guns for hands, and I'm pretty sure that's what the Storm Vermin are. All right then. <laughs> we need to do. We, uh, ne- next time we do something like this, we just need to have like a, a, a slideshow present or something. <laughs> so, just so, just just so we, just so I could have an idea of what you know what we're what we're talking about. But 
Mm, I, I, I can I can see this pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're, they're great people. <laughs> um, which one do I want to go over next? Um, oh, I know the perfect one. Clan okay. Scurvy. Scurvy. Yeah. I have them written in my notes list and I'm just and there's like a little blur about them. I can like kind of go over them fast. But Clan Scurvy is my second favorite one because they're pirates. Yes. So not only do you get ninjas, you get pirates. <laughs> the only thing that would be that would make this better is if they were if, if there were pirate ninjas. <laughs> Basically, Clan Scurvy is in charge of like the boats and the fleets of the Skaven. Again, fleets. There are Skaven fleets. <sighs> this, this is great. Let me see. I'm, I'm doing a Google image search of uh, Clan Skurvy. Yep. Yep. Pirates. I like this. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> uh, there's great. They're they're fun. Uh, uh, there there's mo there again. There's mostly the four main clans get the most love. The uh, warlord clans, which are the eight lesser house lesser clans, they get less love, so they have less. There's they're basically like again, point perspective. They're they're more like the true successor chapters, whereas the ones where you can make your own, like the mm-hmm. clans you make your own, those are yeah. like the the successor chapters that you don't hear about. Like those are like the Silver Templars, the I don't know, a Space Marine chapter. A, a Space Marine chapter doesn't get love. I don't know. The Angels Vermilion, like that's what that would be like the the lowest tier of the clans, whereas uh-huh. the Warlord clans. Would be like the Black Templars, the um, Crimson Fist. Like they're lesser, but people uh-huh. know about them. They get a following. Okay, and so yeah. like, and so what were the what were the clans that would be akin to like your founding legions, like your Ultramarines, your Salamanders, your Space Wolves, your Thousand Sons? Um, that would uh, be Molder, the one that specializes in the hybrids and shit. The Squire, uh-huh. which is the engineering, Pestilence, which is the plagues. And engine, uh-huh. which is the um, which is the ninja dudes. Okay, so those are the big four. Yes, but here's a fun fact though about those four. I want you to pick something out for me, okay? I want you to see. If, I want to see if you catch this. Okay. Okay. So Clan Mulder focuses on body alteration, hybrids, breeding, and the use of you know performance enhancing drugs. Okay. Clan Scryer is engineering and development and the use of magical weapons. Clan okay. Pestilence is the creation of plagues and diseases. Clan mm-hmm. Enshin are assassins and are masters of murder. Mm. Do you see what I'm laying down? I'm f- I'm probably heading in the wrong direction here, but I'm feeling like there's some parallels between like the Chaos Gods. Am exactly I remotely- what I was leaning into. Oh, I am smart! <laughs> Now, it's never stated. It's never made explicit. But the fact that the four major clans all have very strong relations to the four chaos gods is a pretty interesting fact that has nothing to do with anything, which really pisses me off. (laughs) It's like that scene from Spaceballs. Like, I am your father's son's nephew's cousin's former roommate. So what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) 
it's the worst part because those four clans are the four major clans and they all speak to the four major chaos gods but there's oh. not really anything that goes beyond that come on gw we were this close to greatness <laughs> you were this close so other than that i think there isn't really much else to cover their their religion is obviously they worship the horned rat he's you know an evil evil rat of evil he's the most skaven he's skaven so that's like that's like the only thing they can agree on it seems like um no because remember clan pestilence went to war with everyone oh well, okay even there's that so never mind hush my mouth i suppose <laughs> Yeah, this game went to war with each other over the over the worship of the Great Horned Rats. <laughs> oh man, this is great. This is great. I agree. So, this is the Skaven, everybody. <clears throat> I yep, had a lot of have... fun learning about this. Is any standout parts? Anything you enjoyed most? Oh, just. They are just so ridiculous, like the orcs, but in a dark and more twisted sense, twisted way, which complements my dark and twisted sense of humor very well. So, yes, um, um I, the, of I course, the teen, the, go I have ahead. a friend who's a big fan of the Skaven. Yeah, she, I have a friend who really loves the Skaven. I even made um 40k rules for them to be played whenever she actually gets around to buying her minis. Well, I guess this is a good time to I guess this is a good time to bring it up. I did see somewhere on Instagram. I don't know if this is true, but apparently there's a rumor going around that they might actually will they might actually bring Skaven into 40k. Um, so do you know the sloth, the sloth race? I vaguely familiar with it. Familiar with it? I think it was talked about in one of the Primark books. I think I'll yeah. It, it, yeah, it was Alfarius head of the Hydra. They're actually um they actually captured um either Alfarius or Omegon or both or that's, either. Yeah, that's why that, that's what it was. Yeah. Um and the concept is that they are basically they're they're basically like weird slug amorphous beings of like evil and shit. Um mm-hmm. apparent in uh, second edition, I believe, the they were actually um the I I believe the sloth were actually supposed to be um, Skaven. It was either the sloth oh. or it was the Harud that were Skaven. And just okay. over time, they were um, shifted to fantasy or they were, they basically stayed in fantasy and the Harud or the sloth, whichever race it was, um, grew into its own thing, like separate from it. But originally, that race was the Skaven in 40K. But again, okay. they just kind of, Yeah. Yeah. And there's no reason why they couldn't come back. I believe they might have been called the Herud Nocturnal Warriors. Mm. If you want to. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I got to look more into that. Yeah. All the so more excuse to go back to, War, to Warhammer and talk about their to the episodes on their Xeno races. Indeed. So, <laughs> yes. Um, any standouts, um, things that you loved about the, about the clans? Uh, the let's clans see here. Enjoyed the most? Um, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Skavens, of course. <laughs> of course. Pestilent Pestilence is pretty fun. Uh, only because they're like the ones that are literally on everyone's shit list. <laughs> because they are the shit it, list. It, <laughs> <laughs> they have transcended the shit list and become the list. <laughs> they transcend the list and have become the toilet paper. <laughs> No, everyone else is the toilet paper. They are. 
Oh my god. Oh man. Oh man. <clears throat> no, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of nukes myself. Glenn Squire is my homeboys, but I gotta uh, yes. got represent the Teenage Mutant Ninja Skaven as well. Yes, the Pirate yes. Skaven, of course. Ah, uh, the Pirate Skaven. Now we just gotta we just gotta create like a minor clan that combines both of those. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we need one Viking Skaven. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. They brush their fur elegantly. They wash uh, twice a year. Twice a year, they even they even uh, put them in braids. I mean, that sounds kind of cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right, you heard it here, listeners. If you're in, if you're into making up your own clans, make that happen. <laughs> now, no, the most important the most important question: Do you have warpstone, and can I have some? I don't have a problem. <laughs> oh no! Wait, wait, wait! Warpstone, Skaven. Oh shit! I'm hearing the chittering again. <laughs> craft on the uh, bright side that... though that's why i need warpstone to pay off the skaven just like oh. the gas did <laughs> so that's where that's all coming from <laughs> oh man uh, i had fun this was this was good well if you've stuck around for this long thank you very much dear listeners uh I don't know how this. I don't know how the whole podcast thing works, but I'm imagining it's like YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe, and then stay tuned for a little bit more. Anything else you want uh, to add there, Rayway? Um. Yes. Give it on my walls, please help. 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 Oh God. No. No. Here we go. <laughs>